I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Time again, the Supercoach Report podcast is here in what uh, looks like a pretty interesting weekend. And once again, Wendon, joined by the almighty JT. <laughs> the almighty JT. The lowly ranked 4,863rd JT. Back again. It's been good. Three in a row now we've got it. Indeed. Well, let's just jump straight into the rankings then. So... We're, so you're in the top 5,000, which yep. is good. You're starting to move in. And Crawling. then um, I'm just outside of the top 1,000. So Flying, mate. Well done. Okay. Well done. Going. What's been going right? What have you done? Uh, I don't know. There's been a, f- a few things that I've been happy with. Um, captain choice last week with Cook was, was yep. really good. Um, and just having the Sharkies in my center wing. So starting with Capewell and, uh, and also Nakora has been fantastic. Uh, obviously started with Bateman too. However, I've, I have been carrying um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon for no. the entirety of the season and Jai Arrow and a few of the other guys over the past couple of weeks. So not everything perfect, which has probably kept me out of the um, the top 1,000, but it's looking okay at the moment. So not as many fires to put out as, as some of the rest of us, is Correct. what you're saying. Correct. There so I could probably go without doing two trades this week. So it'll probably just be the one. Mm. What are we drinking tonight, JT? Mate. How good is it? Our prayers have been answered well, well and truly. So, Welder's Dog IPA. For once, it's not a Waka Changi. It's not some random mango beer that we've picked up at the BWS. We've refrigerated these bad boys. They are amazing. How good. So, an interesting story here for the listeners. So, um, you would have realised over the past couple of weeks that uh, JT and I have been grabbing whatever weird and strange beer we could find at the bottle shop before the podcast and uh, drinking it um, over the show. Now, received a phone call uh, probably a couple of weeks ago from a gentleman um, from the Welder's Dog Brewery, uh, which is a craft brewery in Armadale in New South Wales. So not only do they make fantastic beer, but they love League and love Supercoach, and they couldn't bear to listen to us drink another (laughs) Wacky Changi Lager. So they thought that they would kill two birds with this, with one stone. One, get us some great beer. And then two, also support the podcast. So we're really happy to announce that uh, our, well, beer sponsors. Oh, uh, for the Can next, you believe it? For the next few weeks at least is the Welder's Dog um, from Armadale. Fantastic craft beer. So we'll be drinking a range of their beers over the, over the next... Uh, month or so and um, fantastic to have them on board so tonight we're we're drinking the welder's dog ipa which 
I'm a I'm a big fan of of an IPA in general. Mm. But what about yourself? No, these guys obviously know their their beers, but no, it's just going down so well, and it's getting to that wintry. It is chilly up in Brizzy. It's probably a like brisk 27 or 28 which is right <laughs> prime weather to be knocking one of these back so absolutely loving it and is that not everyone's every bloke's dream um out there to be to say you've been sponsored by a beer company there's a guy out there sell, giving you some free amazing beer what a time to be alive indeed what a time to be alive justin i'm really ha- happy that you put it that way so <laughs> Um, thanks for, for getting on board and uh, it's an exciting thing for the podcast to, to come. So that's really good. So the Welder's Dog IPA is what we're drinking. You can get them from, uh, pick them up from uh, some bottle shops in Brisbane. I know the Malt Cellars does stock them and um, some of the other really good beer stores will. Um, and if you ask them, I'm sure they can they can get them in for you. But I know they've got a fantastic ginger beer and a couple others. Um, it was an Aussie Weed Ale. I had a look on their website. I, I want that. All right. I'm putting in a request. All right. <laughs> Some weed. Uh, obviously, we are big supporters of drinking responsibly as well. Uh, Justin and I, you know, only have the one um, over the podcast, and you know that's drinking in moderation. So um, yes, we uh, are full supporters of making sure you, uh, you don't drink too much. Just enjoy yourself, but not too much. Never have, never will, mate. <laughs> All right, team news, JT, let's get cracking into it. What we're going to do now is we're going to walk through the, just the key news from TLT, uh, injuries, and then also give a bit of an update as, uh, on some of the key injuries that there's a couple of players coming back over the next, uh, few weeks that people need to be aware of. So at the start, Andrew Fafita, Jai Arrow and Blake Ferguson have all been named. Um, word out of the Sharks is that Fafita trained this morning and is expected to play. Thankfully, it's a Thursday night game, so we'll know early. Um, Jai Arrow picked up a cork. Uh, there was some word around about a knee injury, but it just seems there's a cork at this um, point in time. He's said to be fine. We're going to jump. There's a whole heap of Jai Arrow uh, discussion on this podcast. We'll go to that a little bit later. And Blake Ferguson... Um, has been named, but he's in doubt with a, a rib injury. So that's a big watch. Obviously, with that huge break even now after that 10-point score, we want him to play so he's right for a trade-in over the next couple of weeks. At the Panthers, Elliot Yo has been named despite picking up an injury uh, last weekend and this sees JFH retained at lock. Penrith coach Ivan Cleary on Wednesday said the problem was a recurrence of a shoulder injury that Yo had been carrying for more than a year and he would take his place in the second row against Cronulla. So that, that all but locks him in. Uh, and then also um, sees JFH retained at lock as well. Blake Green um, has been named to return, but he's still in some doubt. So you would have seen Kieran named in the reserves. Um, so we'll see what happens there. The only real relevance from a super coach perspective, I think, is if you're an owner of one of the wingers or centres for mm. um, the Warriors, that didn't score. None, none of them scored over 35 points last week, no, despite dreadful. the Warriors playing quite well. Uh, what's happening at the Roosters? I was a little bit surprised at this one. Um, I only just caught my attention today, and I do own him in draft, so I'll have to move him to the bench. Joseph Manu out for, for one week. Yeah, actually, the first time was reading this this afternoon. So he's actually replaced by Orbo Gun. He's found another way back that, into the That means the Crichton's side. locked in for 80 minutes as well. Yeah, that, that experiment looks to be well and truly over after last week. So Crichton owners can, can breathe a bit easy, but I mean, it's not as if he scored that well last week but at least you know now he's sort of locked in there for that 80 yep so uh paul vaughan is expected to play as well i think he had a hia last week uh ash taylor is in doubt with a knee injury but has been named 
Adam Fanua Blake um, was unsuccessful last night at the tribunal and um, will miss the next two weeks. So that's potentially uh, a good thing for Martin to Power owners who were mm. disappointed last week with, I think, less than 40 minutes. And uh, also if you're a Corey Waddell uh, owner as well, then potentially that um, we'll see him come into the starting side. Uh, Mitchell Pearce needs to pass a, con- a concussion test, uh, but has been named at the moment. And then the Broncos, Matt Lodge is out with a jaw injury, and that sees um, Payne Haas or Payne Haas come into prop, and then David Fafita move to lock. And I think that sums up all the key team team news, JT. Mm. So moving on to injuries, and last week, oh, horrible, horrible round for, for some guys in there. So, the worst I've seen for a long time. Yeah, oh, it was horrible. So I was watching a bit of the um, the end of the Cowboys game with um, without the sound, so all I could see was Nene's leg basically hanging um, at a 90-degree angle. It, it was awful. Uh, of course, everyone knows what, what the all the drama that went down with that one there, but his season... Um, basically looks over and similarly to uh for veteran Aiden Guerra so uh, I think an almost identical injury um he suffered during the Knights game yep shocking no awful I hate to see it but you know the the way sports science is now hopefully they they can bounce back uh quicker than we expected and Joe Tarpany also um can't take a trick so his first game back after suffering a thumb injury and and he looks like he'll sit out for most of the season now uh, there as well, probably not too super coach relevant. Any any of those? Stage. I guess Tarpane being out means that potentially Bateman stays in that yep. second row position. Um, and then outside of the NRL, we got Albert Hopewadi uh, busting his ACL again, which is horrible news for the young kid, and he'll be out for the rest of the year. So he's one that was earmarked as a, a potential cheapy option this season, but doesn't look to be. And of course, the big news coming out the last uh, day or so is Greg Inglis retiring. So the great man's. Hung up the boots, he'll go into a coaching role with the Rabbitohs there and a bit of controversy around about uh, how they're now going to use his salary cap uh, funds for the next or whatever remaining of this season and next and be able to splash that out uh, across the competition. So it could be some uh, mid-season shuffling around. Very um, interesting. I think their current uh, or one of their key senior people um, running the club, um, Shane Richardson, was involved... um, at a high level at the NRL as well, obviously. Mm. And, um, yeah, saw a loophole and they've nailed it. So the tentacles have reached out and, and, yeah, found that found that loophole well and truly. So Wayne um, Wayne might even have his eye on a couple of your boys at the Broncos. Yeah, there. I, I, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be um, surprised to see someone like Jimmy the Jet head down there. Mm. Um, that's kind of the word at the moment. Be carried out by about six or seven guys all the way down to Sydney. Won't he escorted uh, down while he naps? Yep, but. and someone that doesn't uh, drink responsibly. Anyway, so key injury and suspension update. So we haven't done this yet, but we've had a couple of requests on Twitter to run through it, so we'll do it. Wade Graham is expected back in the next couple of weeks, so that has ramifications for Kurt Capel. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. And Matt Moylan is not due back until round 10, so that's good news for Brandon Sherry. Yep. Um, should see, make sure he sees a few price rises over the coming weeks. Um, so George Jennings is due back from suspension next week, and obviously that puts some pressure on Sivo as well. Uh, Nathan Brown is listed to not return until round 14, which obviously means he misses the first buy round. For, for anyone looking to hold on to him, um, you know, that's not, that's not kind of what you wanted to hear. Uh, but Manu Mao was back, or listed to be back from next week. So it'll be interesting to see how the, the Eels back line shuffle 
works. Yeah, like um, Nia Coro's playing pretty well out there. Sean Lane did his job last week, but obviously he's been a bit quiet. Uh, potentially that might see the end to Laney with his 80 minutes, but maybe they'll ease Maru back in. But we know he's a big minute player, so... Yeah, I can see Nia being the one to, mm. to make way, but we'll find out um, when he comes back. Braden Burns is due... Um, to return round nine. Um, now, with Greg English retiring, um, that probably just, you know, Corey Allen's spot is pretty pretty much almost guaranteed because you'd expect that Turner would leave the centres. Mm. Um, so, they get Corbin Sims. He's not due back till round 11 and 12, which is impacting Blake Laurie and Jacob Host. Um, Jake Friend, uh, who I own in draft, and a few people are still owning as yeah, a second got him in, in classic, at the yeah. moment. He's due back next week, so um, I know owners will be desperate for him to get back. And then you've got an interesting one here at the Roosters. So Brett Morris is due back next week, but a player that's slipping under the radar for me and, and potentially one to watch, um, not for the first buy cover, obviously, but Ryan Hall, who was a superstar in the UK. I don't think he's played a game yet. No. It was one of their big signings, uh, ACL, I think, last year, and potentially plays first game this week. I don't know how he's going to fit into the side, though. No, he's played some ridiculous amount of games back in the Super League. So he's been yeah, the biggest winger over there for, for probably a decade, if um, a bit shorter than that. But yeah, he's, he's uh, you know got a big-name signing over there. Um, tough run with injury there. But I don't know. I, I, like you, I can't see how... Easily, he'll break into this side. Same with Morris. Like, yeah, Tupacabalu is doing his job. Out and Tupac's been actually playing. Picked, picked the wrong year to pick. <laughs> Last year started with. This year he's doing well. Um, interesting. And then at the Tigers, so Benji Marshall is due back next week. So that'd yeah. be interesting to see what happens with Josh Reynolds. But the big news is that Chris Lawrence could be back as early as round eight, which potentially spells the end for Luke Garner. Yeah, and in timing-wise, um, like last week, Garner obviously crossed for that try and, and did plenty of work out there, so we'll get another couple of price rises out of him. Um, so, yeah, I think by that time Lawrence is in, uh, maybe Garner would have peaked anyway, um, with a little bit more cash to make, but, I mean, that's, that's a good option there. It's one of those ones you can just flick Garner, he's done his job, and, and move on. So yep. the decision is kind of made for you, which, which helps in this game. Okay, so that's all the news going around at the moment. Now... What's coming up in the rest of the podcast, and um, sorry, I should have mentioned this at the start, but next up we've got our uh, our usual Supercoach unpopular opinion of the week. Had to explain that a couple of times to people today as to why we're doing that. Um, and then the next part is what we, we normally do is run through some of the key talk, talking points from the week, which is where we're going to spend most of our time um, tonight running through. But let's start with the unpopular Supercoach opinions of the week, and and as we said at the start of the show, um, we've got a fantastic new sponsor on board, being the Welders Dog Brewery, and they're going to be sponsoring this particular segment. So the Welders Dog Unpopular Supercoach Opinion of the Week, and we've got two this week. JT, I'm going to let you lead off. All right, so first up, price rises should be from round one. Now, there's none of this three-game rolling average, any of that, that sort of rubbish. Like player starts, he scores 60, his price goes up. What do you reckon? I like it because I think it rewards people from getting their sides right from round one. Yeah. Oh, everyone's got... and But not just that. I'm thinking more long-term. So I think during the season. So in the last couple of weeks and, and moving forward, everyone is going to have the same trades. Yep. Everyone's going to bring in CHT. Most people are likely to bring in Cherry. Um, it's, just, it's just the same story every single year because these guys come in, they play two great games, all of a sudden their beer is through the roof or through the floor in this case. 
and everyone just jumps on easy cash grab and then they move on in a couple of weeks and everyone makes the same trades and the whole cycle repeats itself none of that just scrap it nrl fantasy do it this way so basically well from the round big one, bash supercoach does it yeah as they well. did and it, it just helps. It brings the competition. Like you, you, all of a sudden, getting so many more pods. People have to really consider um, whether they take a risk and jump on a cheapie who's starting uh, in one round. You don't have that ability to sit back and just wait and see how their job security goes. Yep. I like it. It really rewards risk taking. I do. I like it too. Um, would you then expect there to be an increase in trades, or keep the trades as is? I don't know. Keep it as is. I don't. I don't see. Now you cannot miss a cheapie. That's, yep. it's, like if you do, you, you fall behind uh, the eight ball in a big way. But if all of a sudden you have to really start weighing up yep. when you go for these guys, you really have to value your cash and you have to spend it wisely. We're not going to see cookie cutter teams by the end of the year, and that's a big gripe everyone always has. Yeah, listen, I, I fully agree. I I think the the original thought to having increases after three weeks is probably to favour the the head to head players because mm. I think the head to head doesn't start until till round three but the game has grown so much there's a there's just a ridiculous amount of information out there now mm. um with 50 grand on the at the end of the day for the winner i think you need to reward the people that do the research at the start mm. of the season uh and you know the less they need to fix up their team the more chance they've got to to win overall yeah, I mean, by the end, it's it's great to have all these guns in your side, and that's that's where everyone generally ends up. If you've played it properly, you get seventeen or eighteen pure guns by the end of the year, and, and a bunch of um, nuffs, as we call them, that won't play on your bench that are that are bottom dollar. But this means that you're not able to generate that cash as easily. You've got to think more strategically going forward. You can't rely on the fact that you'll end up. Um, easily having the ability to buy these guys by the end. I think it opens the competition up so much more than it is now. And I would love to see it. Because this guy's now, like, if you, you know, had a guy, say, like, CHT, and everyone's, or most people have waited until this week to jump on, and it's an easy call. Like, everyone's doing it. But what if you had to make the call, say, last week when he's gone up 50K? Or what would you say this week if he's gone up 150K, whatever it might have been? Is that suddenly as easy a trade as it is this week? Oh, absolutely. And that is a fantastic segue into our second uh, unpopular Supercoach opinion of the week. And that is that Payne Haas is not a trade-in option this week. Mm. And yeah, he's, he's playing prop, so you don't expect that to slow his output down at all after you looked at him well, last Well, you know, he played but... ridiculous minutes last week. Mm. Um, you had um, some notable injuries for uh, the back rowers of the Broncos during mm. the game, which, um, results... HIA, yeah. yep, which resulted in him playing extended minutes at lock, I think. But his base output was just ludicrous. That's huge. So up, I think it was up to 69. Yep. And then, so we're saying here that he's not a trading option this week because he's round one, or he's played one game this year. He's yep. got a free game, basically, this week before his price skyrockets. Save the trade. Yeah. Save the trade. See, I agree with that, and I think that's one of the, the commandments, or if, it's, if it isn't, it should be, um, and that you have a guy that's got a history of injury. He did the exact same thing last year, so yep. he came in, I, I think he played... Two games and the reason, yeah, and the reason why I brought this up last year as a sorry, brought this up this week, is because last year before he got to his third game, everyone was trading him as well, and then from memory serves me correct, he went down. Yeah, and you burned. And 
The one difference this time around is that he's actually starting. So he's not off the bench and um, you're not hoping that he can somehow come on and, and score some attacking points if you were to play him in your side. So I mean, he's, he's possibly a genuine option to start in your side and he'll probably score you uh, if he stays healthy, a nice 50 or something like that which would make it worthwhile. But at the end of the day, it's a risk that you probably do not need to be taking for the sake of getting a guy in for that point. Yeah, and we've got some fantastic cheapies available this week, mm. so I do question the need um, to be rushing out to get him. But maybe people have different issues with their side. But, um, the uh, yeah, I don't think he's a trading option. He's 11,000 people are currently going out to buy him, second most traded in player at the, this week. Uh, so um, I think that you just need to stay away and just wait and see. Obviously, next week, jump on him. He looks like he's got his, that spot. He's already leapfrog Flegler in terms of that, that prop role. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you, you're going to want to see him next week, I think. And you, you also get another week out of Flegler and maybe a price rise as well before you need to make that downgrade move. Okay, so I think that is it from an unpopular... Well, hang on. I've got one more that I didn't bring up with you beforehand. That it just <laughs> this is not on the run sheet. It's not on the run sheet, but it's something that I think. Um, well, I don't know if you are, but I think some people fall victim to. There's a lot of information out there at the moment, mm-hmm. and this is unpopular because this impacts us. <laughs> This impacts the website. Too many, too many people talking rubbish this about impacts, the Supercoach. This, impact, this impacts the website that I run. It impacts everything. But I think people just need to stop listening to people talk about Supercoach. Stop taking <laughs> other people's opinions and just make a fucking decision for yourself. And that's the end of the Supercoach Report podcast. It's been a great hour and six years. <laughs> we'll see you all later. Everybody has yep. a different opinion and... and and what I mean by that, and maybe a little bit more eloquently, is that if go with your gut. Mm. If you've done the research and you think, don't be persuaded. I can name every bad decision that I've made yeah. this year on the back of because I've taken someone else's advice rather than going what I think is the right thing to do. So I sort of disagree there because I think the genuine super coach players, and if you look at all the winners in the past, they would probably tell you that just being an information sponge and going to as many different sources as you can and listening to as many different opinions... Which is fine. Is, but don't, fine. the thing I don't like is that people blow up and you'll see it on the side on Twitter and anything like that. And Paul Wilfred cops it every time he puts out his... Um, well, maybe you should get something his, right. <laughs> he's, he's even talking in halves like, I got half a prediction right. But no, the thing is that people just you know, blame others. Like, you, everyone told me to go this guy. Everyone was jumping on this guy and everyone had this opinion about him and I followed the pack and now we're all all stuffed. But at the end of the day, like, Supercoach comes down to so much is luck. Right, and so much as uh, you bring a guy in because he's got great stats and all that, and then out of nowhere he cops an ACL. So it's just stuff like that. You can't control it. I think get as much info as you can, but don't blow up about it when it goes wrong. Sorry, you can you, you won't be able to see, but I just had to tell JT <laughs> to move his hand off the table and stop no tapping because he does it all the time. Please, and we have received some feedback. Play at that game. So um, you're on. A warning, JT, stop banging. <laughs> You're going to take my beer away from me. But the, 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 just to close it out, follow your gut. Just don't be persuaded by what someone else is telling you what the, the right call is. Just follow because at the end of the day, if it's the wrong decision, you can live with it. Hmm. But if it's the right decision, you, it's so good when you, you, you nail that. Bragging rights. And if you don't, and if you follow someone else and they don't get it right and your other decision is right, then you just feel like shit. Hmm.
So go with your gut, have a bit of fun, don't take it too seriously, and don't let others persuade you what to do. But please keep listening to the podcast. Please. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll take a, a very quick break now, and then we're going to jump into the, the main part of the show, which we're going to run through the key talking points of. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, unfortunately, we've realized that the room that we were just in had a very annoying sound by the air conditioner. Um, so we've been forced to move uh, and you might get a bit of an echoey or tinny um, reception in here. We're in a, quite a small room, so do apologize for that. But um, it's the best we can do at the moment. JT, what have you done to me? <laughs> what have I done to you? I don't know. I seem to bring all the problems here. And uh, just quickly, we're, we'll be probably dealing with even more problems next week because I'll be dialing in with our mate Nick Kirkup while yeah. you are off on your Brazilian uh, adventure. Well, yeah, we haven't said that, but I'll be um, heading over to Brazil for about 10 days. So I won't be on the podcast next week, but JT uh, will be joined by the one and only top 1,000 um, all-round cut-your-toe-off kind of guy. The guru. Uh, don't know what to call him. I wouldn't call him a guru. You know, the Gandhi of Supercoach? He's a weird cat. <laughs> weird, weird cat. Uh, who knows what injury he'll have by next yeah, week. Just the, the weird Kiwi. Um, Nick will be on next week uh, covering for me. All right. Let's jump into the meat of it. So this week's key talking point. So what we're going to do, last last couple of weeks we've just said the, the top three things and we've waffled on for a little bit. We're going to try something new this time. We've got, let me just count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven key points. So I don't know if you've ever seen the show on ESPN called Pardon the Interruption, but effectively uh, each of the, the hosts have a limited amount of time uh, to talk through each of the key points, and then we move straight on to the next one. So we're going to get a minute each to say our piece on this, um, and then we're going to be buzzing and, and moving along. So JT, let's start with it. And the first point is what to do with Jai Arrow. So for me, he's playing reduced minutes over the past couple of weeks, um, a three-round average of 50, so it's not good. Um, is he still in the top 10 second-row forwards this year? I don't know. Uh, he'll miss two games over the bye period, um, and his minutes are so inconsistent that it's really hard to make a case for him at the moment. However, he's still averaging 60 point, 61 points per game, and his B is potentially achievable at 88, so... I think it's a very, very difficult position, but I'm willing to give him one more week. Yeah, for for sure. Like, he's one of those guys, like, he, he, I don't know, he he seems like he'll go through a little rough patch here, but then he has the game to pull out 110, 120, if he's coached uh, in the way that we would like. And he's carried these niggles and these problems last year, and he's doing the same this year. But I think for the upside that he has, there's no need to trade out a bottomed out 
uh, or falling gun, as we call him here. I think he, he's a genuine keeper option if he gets the minutes. And while it's a little up and down now, the talk is that he's got these niggles. And if that's the the reason for these reduced scores, when he gets rid of them, he's going to go back up. But we so, said the same thing last year too. With your, yeah, but it, it seems different. So I think he was carrying a lot of back issues there as well, which sort of just makes playing on... Um, virtually impossible and, and too painful whereas now it's just the usual footy player niggles like the the ones that Tapao carries as well little ankle rolls now and again and that kind of thing but I don't know he's just too good a player and and everyone's got him right now and it's a pod move I think to get rid of him and I don't think a lot of people are um, but just based on what he can do in this game don't sell him uh, while he's basically at his floor so we've got 20 seconds left but you're saying don't sell um, my thoughts are that you've got minutes this year. The only game that he's... He only played one game over 60 minutes, which is that huge 110. Outside of that, and particularly the last three weeks, he's got 57, 59, and 47 minutes. And he's only had one score over 50. So, um, I don't know. He's borderline for me. We're done. Okay. There we go. The next one. Can you trade in premiums that will miss two games over the buy and rep period slash not play in the first buy round? Yep. I believe you can. You know, it's all about weighing the upside to what you're going to miss out by uh, by not having someone that's going to play the buy and what this guy um, is going to get you for the season long. Because we're talking about season long keepers here and we're going to start listing them here. Dave Clemmer? Maybe. Yep. I think he's a set and forget based on what he's putting out right now. So I had a look at the numbers today and my thoughts are that it really depends on how much the Knights are going to rest him over that period. So between rounds 12 to 16... Is he going to see reduced minutes? Because if he does, then that potentially really does impact his scoring. So if you've got a choice between someone else who is not going to miss those two games, maybe just miss one, I think you need to do the math and just see what the difference in scoring is going to be and whether he's a, you know, someone you pick up from round 17. In terms of how front rowers are going, he's, he's at the top end right now. He's so consistent. Absolutely. Um, yeah, love him. Don't have him, but I reckon he's, he's definitely trading target over the coming weeks. Nathan Cleary. So he's bottomed out, so, but I don't think he's a must-trade-in right now at 500k. I think everyone's going to be targeting CHT, and yep. that's probably where they should be using it. I don't see any other halves that you could trade him to outside of maybe a Bryce Cartwright, for example. Um, yep. But he plays round 12, uh, and if you do, you still are holding Kieran, then you're trading him to CHT. If you're holding Brown, um, then, yeah, I, I think there's better options this week. Okay. Uh, I'm probably waiting until after the origin period. Well, 30 seconds to go. Angus Crichton? No. No, agree. I think he is not one you need to get in right now. Damien Cook? Yes. Yep, for sure. In terms of hook, hookers, he's absolute top. Need him, you need him, you cannot rely well, on the guys. Just, like it's Cox. a 10, point, 10 to 15 point, point differential between the rest. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if he misses two games. Uh, RTS? Uh, yeah, set and forget based on what he's doing now. Don't take the risk with the turbo. Okay, interesting. There we go. Oh, yeah. Is JFH a super coach keeper? Very interesting. So total base plus power per game, 59. He's elite in that particular area. Um, however, I want to see what he does for an extended period with Yo and also Kakao back in the side. So over the first four rounds, he had the luxury of um, being effectively the main man without Kakao. Um, played round one to four on, at lock, where he, I think he averaged 65 points uh, in base there and then as soon as he went to the edge it dropped right down now the difference here is that um and we saw it last week that he got 60 i think five minutes before he was pulled off um he went back on um 
to play after yeah, after about three or four minutes yeah, on the field. Yeah, okay. So can't take Nick last week. He also had some great attacking stats. Um, so I'm not convinced. I think he's probably a 60 to 65 average player, assuming that he plays around 60 to 65 minutes. Um, but I want to see what he does over a few week period playing alongside those other two back rowers. Yeah. And we're talking, is he a super coach keeper here? So I think he's a great short term option. He's going to cover you for that buy. He's getting great minutes um, as is. As you said, it's a bit up in the air with um, Yo and Kick out there. Uh, we're talking keeper here, the guy that you set and forget and you play every single week. And owning him last year and seeing what he's doing this year is exactly the same. So he comes out and he plays big minutes, gets a lot of work done, and have an attacking stat uh, here and there. And it's sort of it's a it's an illusion, I think. So he, he has he's a great risk to go back to playing those that you know sixty minutes and all of a sudden his pro, his points sort of get capped at that just below sort of premium level. So I don't think he's he's a keeper. Yeah, I think he's borderline based on what he's produced um, this year in base, which is a significant improvement to last year. Um, but um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I just want to see a couple of weeks where he's got the other two 80-minute back rowers in the side and to see what he can produce in 65 minutes. Yeah, great stuff. Man, we're timing these two. Mate, we're absolutely nailing it. Good. Moving on, is it time to trade in kick-out? Mm, so we're sticking with the Panthers and rolling around there. So he's played two games back this year for an average of 65 um, scored a try last week, had a 50 or so in the week before. Listen, I think he's so, he's fantastic to watch, super talented. Um, if you look at the top 10 averaging second row forwards, I think he's got the lowest base output out of them all. Um, but he's playing outside Cleary. You know those attacking stats are going to come. The interesting thing is in round 12, Cleary won't be there. So what? how does that impact his his output? I think that he's potentially, he probably is a season-long keeper, um, provided you with a bit of a table today is to see you know i think he's in the definitely in the top 10 if you're looking because there's so many jewels i think you need to look at the front row and second row position together um outside of fafita so you've basically got nine positions you need to fill between your front row forward and second row i think he fits into that yeah no that's fair Uh, he's he's a nightmare to own and that's speaking from experience last year when everyone had him because he goes so quiet in games but then out of nowhere uh late in the game he'll he'll just go ballistic and explode through the line and and, you know put that score up to the 80 or 90 or 100 that makes him such a valuable option but i think we're we're talking about a second rower here and that's the sort of thing that happens with these guys but with kick out he's got such a, a high ceiling I really like him as an option here. I don't really buy into him not having Cleary there is going to um, downplay his scoring in that buy round. Yep. I think if you look at the guys like Marty Tapao and Tal Malolo last year who went absolutely insane in that week, he's exactly the kind of guy that can do the same against the weakened defensive, defensive line. Yeah, I mean, he's someone that I'm looking to, to bring in this week or next. I think that from a buy coverage perspective, he's probably um, up there with Reese Martin as the, the leading um, player that you want to be bringing in uh, has that relatively, you know, a break even around about 65 this week, so you can wait. Yeah, and it's been a good couple of weeks to sit back and watch, so we know he looks fully recovered and good to go. Alrighty, done. Moving on. Is Kurt Capewell a must? No. Okay, fair. I, I sort of agree with that here. I think he's been a great option for the start of the year, as you said, if you've had him. Uh, from the start, and you, you bought into that. He's been a great option. You know, he's got that dual flexibility there. He's playing real life NRL in the second row. Um, he's got that base floor that sets him apart from other center wings at that average. But is he a must right now? And that's what we're talking in the right now. And I don't think he is. No, I mean he's been fantastic, particularly over the last couple of weeks. But there's a couple of things there for me. The first is the Wayne Graham is just around the corner. 
Um, so we don't know how he's going to fit into the side. A um, couple of rumours around that he might play lock. Um, but uh, it's a huge risk to be bringing him in at the price that he'll be in the next couple of weeks. Plus, he doesn't cover round 12. Yeah, and those are all sort of things you need to be weighing up. And I think there's too many good options around at the moment. I think if you're an owner, you can sit back and be, be happy that you, you've got it on at that point. But yeah, for the price he's at, there's, there's just way too many uh, better options there. Great, great floor to have. And he's been nabbing those attacking stats to really set him apart these last few weeks. Yep. Whether that's sustainable or not, I don't, I don't no. necessarily think it is. But it's nothing that's screaming out, you need to have this guy in over the next couple no, of weeks. No, I completely agree. And, and I was probably three or four weeks ago to saying, well, Capewell's probably the guy that I'm going to be trading to Trevojevic. Yeah, didn't Wilfred do something similar? So I don't know if it was necessarily to get Trevojevic, but I vaguely remember him saying something like he uh, looked at Capewell or someone similar and, and they weren't performing. He's given them the flick and then now all of a sudden, two weeks later, they've, they've gone uh, quite well. So that, that's just the kind of thing that can happen. At this stage, you're looking at um, Trading in a guy who, who's probably hitting his, his ceiling, if we're being honest, with Capewell. Yep. Um, you know, a decent super coach game. Although I'll, gonna continue. I'll be putting the VC on him this weekend. Oh, good call. Go on, early round. Early yep. So is he a must? No. If you own him, um, happy days. How good. And a second to go. And bam. Should you miss, miss out on Sherry due to buy coverage, due to the buy coverage provided by the likes of Sivo or Garrick? So what that means is... Uh, obviously, that that Sherry's on the bubble this week. You probably need to trade one of those guys to him. Would you forego um, that trade just so you've got an extra number in round twelve? Uh, it depends how your center wing is stacked. Um, obviously, there's there's quite a lot of um, good cheapies in there, like the Lava Lava uh, in there at the moment. Garrick, Sivo, uh, people have got Allen sitting in there. I think if you don't have a genuine option that's um, got a, a high break even or uh, has horrible job security issues, which there's not that many of. Um, potentially, you could look at giving Sherry a miss this week. So personally, I've got um, Bailey Simonson in there, who obviously didn't see another game after round one. And that's an easy um, drop for me there. I don't have to worry about that. I'm suddenly getting in a guy that's playing um, and it's going to make some cash. But if you have guys that are in there that are going to play the round 12 buy, you really need to weigh up whether that short-term cash grab is, is better off or will put you in a better off position than say, the 40 or 50 points that Sivon Garrick are going to get you in that that bye week. So how many points did you say they were going to get you? 40 or 50. Well, we're talking about weakened defensive lines. They just need to fall over the line. Okay. Uh, so weakened defensive lines. So um, Manly play the Panthers and the Eels play Souths. Oh, a huge point scoring game. Seville and Garrick to score tons. Easy. You're meant to be providing proper advice here and, and not just talking out <laughs> of your ass. everyone not to listen to us, mate. We can say whatever we want here. Um, so a couple of points from me is that even if with Moylan coming back into the side by maybe around 10, you know, if Sherry was to average, say, 40 from here out, he's still going to be worth about 300k by the time that he's going to lose his place. Um, you can trade him straight out to maybe like a Blake Ferguson or someone else who covers round 12. So I wouldn't be foregoing the uh, the cash generation opportunity because a Sibo or a Garrick could easily just score 10 in round 12. Okay, but it depends on the makeup of your center wing. Two, well, one more to go. Is CHT a must? Yep, I think he definitely is based on how he's performed uh, the first couple of weeks and the fact that he's a, a goal-kicking half and also the fact that Adam Kieran seems to be just completely on the outer there. He's named in the, I think, the 20, 22 jersey this week, probably his coverage for, for Blake Green. 
Um, but I think CHT looks looks a little more settled than, than Kieran did in this lineup, and I think he's got a great super coach game, plenty of money to make. Um, this is the week to jump on. If you don't get him this week, you might as well um, not bother because he's he's yeah he's going to make you a stack of cash, and that's that's what you need. Absolutely. So he'll rise in price by close to 100k this week if he scores 50. He's playing us. He's playing the Cowboys. Well, ton. <laughs> Speaking of tons, he's going to ton up. He's playing your mob, the easiest team to play against in the competition <laughs> at the moment. Now we're back. We we took it to the storm. Uh, we're back. CHT will uh, have a, a little tougher assignment, I think, than many people are, are estimating, but. Yeah, as you said there, even a 50, like one attacking stat gets him that 100k and he's just going to keep climbing. Yeah. So he's definitely passed the eye test for me and I think he's a fantastic half to play alongside someone like a Blake Green. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I thought that Kieran was a little bit too similar to, to a Blake Green. Um, you've got. We saw a couple of times where CST put on a step and did a few things that you just go, hang on, that's what Sean Johnson used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lets Blake Green control the the play, use his kicking game, everything, and then CST can just run around and do what he wants. So I think he's definitely a trade-in option this week. You've got um, a bit of Deadwood in the likes of Kieran sitting on the bench, so you move that on. Um, and then you know what? Come round 12, because the Warriors don't play round 12, you can possibly upgrade him to Cody Walker. Mm. It's a long way away, but that's probably realistically where a guy like CHT may actually reach his ceiling in terms of price. Yeah, and a goal-kicking half. So it ticks all the boxes. Yep. Well done. Get on in this week. And we are done. Fantastic. Well, so that is seven of the key talking points of the week. I think there's probably been plenty others, but JT, I think that's been about 20 minutes or so. We've just powered through, got them done. Podcasts are sitting at 40 minutes. There's, um, we're in a small room. People are going to be pissed off at us. I'm waiting until we submit the podcast and we're going to have people flooding our inbox and saying, this is... One stars everywhere. Yeah. Well, well, you'll one, be on a plane. You'll be on a... Five Simpsons. Five Simpsons stars. You can put us on your, <laughs> uh, your write-up. JT and Wendy to go on next week. No security. All right. So there's heaps to come on the website um, over the next couple of days. Buy, sell, hold should be up tonight or tomorrow. Um, you're also going to have um, new dad, big captain's article coming from yeah. there. Completely. Well, that's if he's that's that's if he's awake. Um, away. Yeah, and then we've got late mail and all the good stuff. So, um, pump for a big round. This is going to be the last last weekend was the last bit of NRL that I'm going to be able to watch for two weeks. Mate, I would be doing better than that. I'd be finding the other live pass getting over there. Not a true fan, mate. Not a true fan. Well, the Bucks party, around. the Bucks party that I'll be attending at Rio on, on a Saturday. I think the game starts around about 11 p.m. I, I, I think Buck's party, um, been drinking for about 11 hours, 12 hours. Um, <laughs> what's going to happen? Broncos start. I'm not watching the game. Stake bet. Will you make it back alive? No. Um, Big no. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> well, 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 the plus side with that is that I don't have to pay anyone in stake. Oh, there you go. The easy way out. Hey, you are millions in debt too. And as a on that topic, stake bet update, we had Angus Crichton v Sam Burgess to average the most to close out the year. Um, 10 points ahead on you there. Crichton had a bit of a dud week. Should have fallen across the line, but didn't. So just did okay. Uh, so looks like another slow crawl to the finish line here. Yep. Well done. And yeah, so I think um, that's it. 40 minutes. We've smashed it out. Good. Uh, I like this. I like this. I can get some more time back in my all night. Um, so again, thank you uh, to uh, for downloading. Please subscribe if you haven't already. It just uh, appears in your feed straight away. It's easy, simple stuff. 
Um, great to have the Welders Dog Brewery back on. Fantastic for their support, and we'll be sampling um, some of their beers over the next few weeks. Can't wait. Um, and, and I think it's important that we have such a, a brewery on board that you know kind of brings us down to the level that we're at, because the 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 podcast starts with probably a Lexus ad. <laughs> and and yes, I, I, don't know, I don't think that I think that we need to be realistic about the uh, the situation. Can anyone there. out there, please write in and confirm whether you have bought a Lexus at any point over the last two years. You have been had that ad shoved down your throat since since I can remember. Has anyone out there generally because bought this, a Lexus? This is our clear, or this is Lexus's clear oh, demographic. Oh, isn't oh it? mate, Superco fantasy sport players are all out there rolling. The Wilfreds of the world with their fifty k are shouting it all on Lexuses. Banyo, I'm, I'm Team Banyo boy. <laughs> team BK. <laughs> team BK. <laughs> the male model from Magic. Team Mary. Slash the... the <laughs> slash the fireman. <laughs> oh, I uh, just wasting time. <laughs> where this is, this is getting ridiculous. No one's listening. You know what this is turning into? Oh, this isn't a Sunday podcast. This is a solo Nick podcast, oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah. you're going to get a double dose of Nick. Anyway, that's it. We, uh, we digress. Um... And um, we'll let you go. I'm sure that your bus ride or train ride's finished by now. So have a wonderful week and weekend. Best of luck to all and speak to you in a couple of weeks. Ciao, boa noite. Boa noite, Venin. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 